Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Alex, and we're not who we say we are. I'm Kat, and puppeteers. <laughs> I'm Brendan, and we should split up. We can cover more ground that way. <laughs> I'm Pippin, and I know better than to read Latin in front of the books. Ooh. The books are awful temperamental like that. Oh, yeah. Just don't do it. I like how your immediate go-to is is the uh, is the line from Buffy. My immediate go-to is always from The Mummy, which is, Never read from the Book of the Dead! Well, they literally spoke Latin. I know, I know. I just, it's, like, why? Why would you do that? I don't know what it says. Let me just read this out loud. Why? No, why? <laughs> well, we can get to that. We can get yeah. to that. We're, we're gonna get to it. Today, we're talking about the 2012 movie, The Cabin in the Woods. So, spoilers abound. Is it if The Cabin to... in the Woods? Yeah. Correct. Huh. Yeah. I double-checked. Wow. Because I also <laughs> had that moment of, is it, is it? The... <laughs> Well, yeah. I... Huh. I mean, or, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> well, wait a second. I'm like trying to remember the opening, the, the, the opening words, you know, the title shot. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. It doesn't really matter in the end, but go on. No, not really. If you want specific content warnings about things we may talk about, check out the show notes on nostorysacred.com. Though it's, it, we're talking about horror. So, uh, uh oh. Gore, violence, uh, misogyny, probably. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, well, that's cooked in. <laughs> College age kids dying by the droves. Sexual content. Ooh, oh, sexual yeah. content. Boobies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> depictions yeah. of rural Americans as creepy. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. to be fair, that's not, that's not that wrong. It's true. <laughs> Love you, rural America. Hi. Hi. Although, do, do, does rural New Hampshire really count? I mean, we're like we, the Diet Coke of folksy Americana. Whoa, whoa, well, folksy. Yes, I would say we're not the Diet Coke. We're the Moxie. Oh, <laughs> we're the shit. No one wants to drink. We're too real. Our I old mean, gods are mountains, and we'll fuck you up. There's that one stone that somebody painted as a frog. One. <laughs> Several. Or is it the same one? It just travels and follows you. Uh-huh. Wow. And of course, as we all know, Tom Savigny is a thief. Tom Savigny <laughs> is a thief. We've learned this thanks to New Hampshire signs. Just in someone's garage. Um, anyway, that's not any of the points that we should be making. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who've never watched The Cabin in the Woods, the summary according to Google is... When five college friends arrive at a remote forest cabin for a little vacation, little do they expect horrors that await them. One by one, the youths fall victim to backwoods zombies. But there's another factor at play. Two scientists are... Two? Scientists! (laughs) ...are manipulating the ghoulish goings-on. But even as the body count rises, there is yet more at work than meets the eye. Transformers. Thank you. More than meets the eye. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Scientists? No, they, they were using science. They, they were using technology, Pippin. Come on. Were, no, they weren't the chem lab, were they? They were administrators. The chem lab fucked up. They Listen, did. The oh, no, chem no, 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 no. The chem lab didn't fuck up. They well, did. they did. They did. Well, wait, no, wait. And they foreshadowed right. it. Alex is right. Chem didn't fuck up. They um, did. The people who were supposed to clear the kid's stash fucked up. But are, is that Chem Lab? No. Chem, Chem had the correct stash. Chem um, had the correct uh, doses, correct uh, uh, applications. It's just a, uh, the stoner had a hidden stash. Hidden stash? And, and the, Shock uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't Chem Lab's job to clear that out. No, it was like prep or whatever they were called. But things, I think ChemLab could have adjusted the formulation, right? Right? Only if they knew that it was, that something was up. And ChemLab didn't find out until, oh, after, or they, they killed the stoner. 
Mm. Which, to be honest, I mean, like, you gotta stay on top of these things. Um, True. But- and also, at the very beginning of the movie, like, we have, like, the, the two <clears throat> scientists talking, and they talk about how it was Kem that fucked up last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Which was great. But, but really, those two scientists were the ones that fucked up the most. Scientists. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I have a theory, but... Wait, wait, wait. So Could the point it be of bunnies? Story, Could it be bunnies? <laughs> so this story, okay, so the uh, very broad strokes for anybody who hasn't seen it, this is a, uh, uh, it is both a horror movie and a satire of horror movies. Uh, yeah. Where um, the reason why a, your typical um, slasher film is happening is because it is being engineered from the outside by writers, I mean scientists, um, in yeah, order to- show, like- yeah, in Truman Show, like, uh, in order to, um, uh, ritually sacrifice, uh, these, uh, these college age students or what have you. Youths. Uh, youths. Youths. Um, uh, uh, so as to appease, uh, the, the, the giant gods that live in the earth. As one does. Um, Which in no way are consumers. Whoops. And then, uh, if you don't appease, if you don't appease the, uh, the dark gods, they will, uh, destroy the world. So you gotta do that. And there are multiple sites across the world. This is why there are multiple genres or, or uh, different countries do different genres of horror. Uh, but we're following the American one. America. Um, America. Which is the American slasher film. Indeed. Um, and we see, uh, we see the characters who start out as vaguely three dimensional. In as much as you can get in the film, get broken down to their tropes through, uh, the machinations of, uh, this outside, uh, uh, group, uh, using chemicals, using drugs. Yeah. Mostly drugs. Mostly drugs. drugs. Uh, using, um, uh, some, uh, weird stage design. Um, they have a, they have a cabin that they have completely made. And it's, you know, uh, blocked off with, you know, high security things and then they block off the tunnel or they would have blocked off the tunnel mm, there hadn't been a uh, command from upstairs ah, yeah that's there, part of my theory and there was a glitch there's actually uh when i was watching it uh at one point a character disappears from screen for a while mm-hmm. and it's said that he was starting to mess around with the wiring near where he uh kind of fell oh yeah good call so it could have just been the well we can get to that later but it's the stoner because of course it's the stoner we already talked about how he messed up the system uh (laughs) we already gave the spoiler warning everything's fair game and actually as we talk about meta characters (laughs) does the stoner kind of represent like the people that watch horror movies and don't really watch it to get scared or anything like that just kind of watch it for the outside commentary Mm. i don't know like Here's the thing. The fool is a, is a character. He is a trope. Mm. Um, the thing is that they are, he's not just a trope. None of them are just tropes. They Though also, the rest of them are reduced to that. Yeah. Well, they also, because they had to include the fool, they for, they kind of forgot what another aspect of the fool. That's yes. true. Oh, yeah. Are we getting tarot in here? Well, no, 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 we're getting no, no, into we're... Shakespeare, bitches. Because the fool uh, in court is also the only one who can speak the unwanted truths. He's the truth Because teller. he's just a fool. No one has to listen to him. So yeah. when he goes, hey, the king is shit, everyone can just laugh. <laughs> it's like, oh, See, fool. You're so I've, foolish. I've actually had to teach my children the difference between the fool and the clown in Shakespeare. Hmm. Because yeah. there is one, but he's he's definitely the fool, and he's called out as the fool. And part of the whole ritual is, and I'm going to get into this, part of the whole <laughs> ritual is that every time uh, they're tracking to see every time one of these uh, characters die, there's a specific order uh, to a degree. Uh, yeah. So the uh, the whore, uh, Madonna whore mm. complex, uh, has to die first in American genre. Yeah. Um. Uh, she has to die first because she's corrupt. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then any number of other people can die. Uh, and then the virgin, Madonna whore, the virgin has to die 
last or not die, she can survive. She can be she's just a f- optional. She can. She's a <laughs> final girl. She just has to be punished. Punished. Has to suffer. She has to suffer. That's right. She doesn't. Oh, that's right. She doesn't get punished per se. She has to suffer. Um. Anyway, in this story, the fool ostensibly dies second. The people who are watching see him get carted off, but they don't see a body, which is hilarious because, of course, we all know that that's one of the things you have to watch out for. They don't yeah. see a body. They assume he's dead. They do the next part of the ritual, which has blood dripping onto his thing, onto a quote-unquote sacred stone that is meant to represent him. And that's when they get those first... Uh, uh, the, Rumbles. Yeah, they're earthquakes, where people are like, you know, because the ancient gods can see all, and they're like, that fucker's not dead. What are you doing? I, well, because we as uh, savvy uh, uh, film watchers would go like, hey, we didn't, we didn't see a body. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be savvy as well. That's the thing. Um, but what they also have is hubris. The Ooh, true the human hubris sin. What? What? I, I also saw an interesting theory online that um, the stoner was not actually the fool. Oh, but uh-huh. he was the virgin. <gasps> oh, good call. So it wouldn't have mattered what they fucking did. And they fell fell into their terrible assumptions uh, and tropes. Uh, and so it would have fucked it up no matter what. Which, yeah. to be fair, is kind of the point. So there's this whole thing <laughs> where the monsters, they, they have to choose their own monster, right? It's all about choice, except it's not... Uh, we actually get to see all the monsters. Well, not all of them, but we get to see a huge number of horrific monsters. But we only see them in the... Con- they, they are without, in their own way, they are without malice. They are without intent. They are just doing what they fucking do. Whereas the humans who are engineering this, who have chosen these people to be sacrificed, who have decided that their deaths are worthwhile, are mundane and making the choice over and over and over again to... Not just kill and torture these, you know, innocent people, but also to be assholes about it. Yeah. To take it uh, as a all in a day's work or like, of course, it makes sense that they should die so that I can live and other people. But, you know, and then like and they're they're gambling on the outcomes. I think it's kind of interesting that this gets reflected with the uh, new higher security guard who yes. is like understands the severity of the mission and what's at stake. But does not like the kind of cavalier attitude of everybody. Like he does not bet, right? But I don't think he drinks. He doesn't. No, no. But he still engages it. He's the one who's representing for the greater good. He's the one who's complacent. Which is in and of itself still not a good reason to kill people. For the record, his name was Truman. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So what we see is that we see these monsters that are supposed to be the actual villains and what we're re- like, they're supposed to be the villains. And what we're seeing is that the villains were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> also, shout out to the casting of Bradley Whitford as so one of good. the scientists. So um, good. Who, who can play charming asshole so well. And it's just riding high off, off his goodwill from uh, the West Wing. <laughs> Which, which is another reason he was cast in Get Out. Uh, I know for a fact, uh, he said in an interview that, you know, uh, mostly white people look at him and go like, we can trust Bradley Whitford. <laughs> Josh Lyman would never do us wrong. He was for <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, so we look at him and we trust him. Oh. And so then when he goes bad or something, we're like, why did this? Ha-? And I love that Bradley Whitford's just leaning into that. <laughs> I think that this is genuinely one of the best opening sequences of a film in modern history. Um, mm. In terms of, uh, you get the absurdity, which is where comedy comes in, of, um, you know, this is a horror movie. It's, you get the mundanity of evil. What you get is the two scientists. Again, I, I feel like they're not scientists. We get the two administrators. Who, I think that's closer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go, go, they, what they are, they're project leads, is what they are. No. I mean, to be fair, this oh, is... Oh, do they have scrum boards? <laughs> to be fair, this is the the day it's happening. We don't know what sort of science they may have been doing leading up to this. That's a very good point. Um, and we do know that the one guy, the older guy, apparently has some uh, electrical engineering chops. Yeah. So. He probably used to be the uh, 
in the field doing the uh that's a good work point i mean you know, he probably he probably created the bat like the basis of the modern tech inside that facility mm-hmm. like probably the you know, like he's old enough that he probably I, was like a young man in the 70s got to wire up everything there i bet he did i bet he like his personal baby was the vent system mm. Ooh. that's what i'm betting watch a master at work see because he knows how to make it work you know what i i do think that these guys might be engineers they got an engineering vibe to me. Yeah. Project lead engineers. Okay. So. They're SFX guys. Oh. Yeah. They're not security. We saw that. And they're not chem lab. Chem lab. Jesus. Uh, they were lab coats. Um, chem, chem was doing their best. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't um, chem lab's fault, guys. Well, sure. it was last time. Mm. 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 Are we going to talk about people's past mistakes? <laughs> but the the opening uh, scene is is two guys. It's like it looks like an office comedy. They're you know bitching about their days. One of them is like trying to get. Uh, uh, he's talking. Bradley Whitford is talking to his buddy about how you know they're trying for a baby. Except his wife has put like all the child locks already on. Um. <laughs> There's some good natured joshing with Chem Lab. We find out that Sweden's failed, and then some good uh, uh, foreshadowing as well. It's a walk and talk. It's a walk and talk. Uh, <laughs> where where Bradley Whitford's comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> it's a golf cart and talk. Um, you know they're wearing white shirts with black ties. I mean it's very oh it's old school NASA like mm. yeah you know that vibe yeah uh, like Apollo 13 mission type shit. Pocket protectors. I mean, Houston, and, they know, had a problem. <laughs> they did have a problem. Uh, hmm. There's no music. It's just, you know, sort of banter. Uh, you get a pause while Bradley Whitford goes through his, like, face acting. The one he's like, no, but really, I need some, I, I need a beer. <laughs> Please help me. Un- can you come over to my place with a, with a, with a electric drill so we can free my alcohol? I, I do really love Bradley Whitford. <laughs> he's so good. And then suddenly there's the sound cue. Of horror. Boom, 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 boom. And a scream. Uh, and Cabin in the Woods flashes in the screen in a huge font. Um, Which is a reference to another horror movie. It, well, it's a reference to a horror trope, I mean. No, it's a direct reference to an actual horror movie. Oh, that, is it really? That smash cut to the title. Oh, that's fantastic. I did some fucking research. Research? For this movie I didn't, I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, Way to go, Pippin. But it's, I'm proud it's of a you. brilliant, and, but it also, again, speaks to comedy and horror being very kissing cousins. Um, both of well, them. go on. For both, as we've talked about before, it's the subversion of expectation. Yup. Just for yucks versus for not yucks. <laughs> uh, comedy is a breaking of the tension. Horror yeah. is a breaking of the tension, but the results are different. Uh, both. Both genres are are gunning for your emotions, just different ones. Hell yeah. Hmm. Which I also wanted to bet is why there's so much uh, supernatural romance, because romance is another genre gunning for your emotions. Or something. Hey. Hey. We should watch Venom, is what we should watch. Yeah, we goddamn should. Now that's a romance. (laughs) A super... Anyway. So... This is one of those movies, this is one of those stories where I, I don't actually have a lot of of changes. I just really want to learn from it. It's true. Um, it's are, true. It's going to be a really hard one. things, really, that I want to address. Do we need to go into the plot at all anymore? Or do we I just feel like need we to... have. Well, I mean, let, we let, didn't let's do just, the uh... twist. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go for the twist. <laughs> let's just cover that first, just to make sure that our... our dozens of fans... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we don't know. People could just be here for our really weird summary explanations and then tune off the moment tune out the moment we try to make the changes they're like no they don't know what the fuck they're talking about listen we just gotta do this so that my boyfriend is like wait a second what why didn't you do that so Uh, that's why we're doing this wait is he listening yeah he listens to all of our episodes not currently fuck no listen listen (laughs) he needs to know that i watched this movie and took notes Continue. Continue. Go on. But we we have the 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 main characters go to the cabin. The main characters who I all find incredibly charming. I would hang out with them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hell they're yeah. nice college kids. 
<laughs> really smart kids. Like, yeah. they were going places. Chris Hensworth Jules being was- American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the endangered species of gorgeous man. Uh, Jules is pre-med. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love them so much. The stoner is clever in his own fucking way. Yeah. He's clearly like an engineer of some sort because he basically created a disguise bong out of a travel coffee cup. Hell <laughs> yeah. And he's also a philosopher. Yeah. You know, why oh. will the cops not stop this man? Because they fear him. <laughs> <laughs> and what he knows. Uh, they do. They do. I mean, I've known several genius engineer types that were also huge stoners. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Oh, and I, philosophers. Oh, shit. Electrical engineering. Remember, he was able to figure out the uh, elevator. Yeah. Mm, sure. Yeah. So there you go. So what? Do you think he's a uh, double major for engineering philosophy? Sure. Fuck yeah. Things. I've met them. <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you guys, discrete mathematics and philosophy have a lot more in common than you might think. Oh. I mean, I, yeah. I want to make a joke somewhere about uh, mathematics just being messy. <laughs> I anyway. thought you were going to make something about discrete. Eh? Eh? Hey. Actually, for the couple of math nerds in the audience, they know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on, go on, go on. Anyway, so they go to this cabin in the woods. In the, oh, ign- Harbinger, Harbinger. Yeah, I was going to say, they ignore the Harbinger on the way, who says, yep. don't Mordecai. Mordecai with his Confederate flag in the window. Hell yeah. <laughs> what? And his creepy actual belief in the old ones? Oh, yeah. Yep. His over-the-top belief. The other ones believe in him in the old ones as well, but his is over-the-top, so it's tacky, and so the engineers make fun of him for it. Again, I love this movie. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, they also ignored the harbinger. <gasps> oh my god! They both they both groups ignored the harbinger. Like the harbinger, like, hey guys, the fool sassed me. He's not. Uh, uh. He's not what he seems. Yep. Well, like that might go into one of my little tweaks, okay. or at least a theory tweak. I don't know if it's actually a real change I'd do because again, this movie is a lot of fun. <laughs> but wait, let's let's get to the twist, folks. So they do a whole bunch of horror movie tropes. Uh, they pick the form of their destroyer. <laughs> because they, they go into the uh, basement where creepy all basement? the, the creepy basement with all the creepy stuff. Uh, and whichever one they you know, mess around with first is the form of their destroyer. I mean, there's a seashell in there. Yep, he was so, so close. He, so he was holding close. it in his hands. Um, <laughs> I really wanted to see a mermaid. Yeah. Uh, but instead they read from the diary of the girl. Book of the Dead! Uh, yes. Uh, and so their, uh, horror movie is going to be, uh, creepy. It's not zombies. <laughs> no, they are zombie, but it's they a are zombies, subset of zombie. Listen, I'm just saying because there was the debate. Uh, yep. so it was creepy hillbilly murder cult family. I think. Zombie. Dead. Yeah. Congratulations to maintenance. I think it was pain worshiping. <laughs> yep, pain worshippers. And, and the intern. intern. Who was one of, who was a Joss Sweden uh, uh, collectible. Yes. It's rude to call them that, but yes. Tom Lenk. So then they all get murdered. We see uh, how it gets manipulated behind the scenes. Uh, rock slides and, uh, you know, they drop gas. They drop the weapon because of an electrical shock. Mm-hmm. I don't think to think it back up, pick it back up again, because drugs, and also I imagine at that point, stress in the general. <laughs> they all get murdered violently. Uh, well, no, technically, technically, Chris Hemsworth doesn't get murdered. He jumps the ravine into the force field. And then dies. But it's a very jock move. So that's why he still, I think that's why that still counts. But it was, oh man, that plan would have worked if, you know, they, they hadn't, hadn't stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a force field. I was also reading a debate online over whether the hawk early on that ran to the force field was too ridiculous. And it's like, no, that needed to be there to establish it was there. To establish there. that there was there. And also to establish that they are entering a trap. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also a dramatic irony because we see it, but they are within the tunnel. They don't see it. Yeah. And then... That's just good storytelling. Like, that's just... Yeah, no, that's... that's yeah. Then they're all da- dead. Uh, the final girl is busy Dana. getting. Is busy get- Dana. Oh, hey, Dana. Uh, get it? 
Ghost, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Uh, it's she, getting the shit kicked out of her in a way that is entirely like she should have died, like straight up. Yeah, in the background, because everyone's partying in the science headquarters, we see her on the screens. She's like vomiting blood, which is never a good sign. Very fresh nope. blood. Vomiting fresh blood. Not good. Bad. bad. Well, any kind of blood is bad because if it's true. been there for long enough, it's like, what happened? Anyway. Um, <laughs> blood, it's part of you. Keep it where it should be, on the inside. Bleeding blood. internally, so that's fine because that's where blood is. <laughs> All blood should remain its in its original containers. Your blood should socially distance from other people. <laughs> blood should go around and around and air should go in and out. Any variation is bad. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So, and they're celebrating, and they- The red phone. The red phone goes off. Wait, wait. Uh, uh, before the red phone goes off, there's a t- inkling of foreshadowing where maintenance is like, fuck you guys. We didn't fuck up the uh, tunnel blow. We got a uh, note from upstairs. We never we never got the- uh, uh, they, they never got the, the, the call. call. Oh, yeah. there was a glitch. And yeah. the reason they didn't get the call was because the old ones knew- that the dude was dead. I, I have a theory about okay, the okay. old ones, but, oh. but, but let's get through this plot. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. They get the call, something's fucked up, the stoner lives, uh, and saves, uh, Dana. Dana. Uh, the stoners, by the way, is With Marty. the telescopic bong. Yes, so it's also got some, te- uh, structural integrity, that bong. Yeah. Good job. Marty, is that like Scooby? Yes. Shaggy. Huh? Shaggy, that's it. Shaggy, yeah. He was a Shaggy. <gasps> yeah, no. Have you only just put together the Fuck goals off. of? <laughs> Fuck off! Oh my god, go on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Get on my. I level. don't even go here. <laughs> uh, he gets her to where he was hiding out in this t- uh, elevator shaft. No, not not the elevator yet. In this in the side space where he the zombie he pulled apart with a trowel. Uh, yeah, which is still, still going for it, cause what does zombie care? <laughs> zombie don't care. They get into the elevator to go down, cause only way to go is down. Oh, by the way, this is, uh, the Buckners are the zombie redneck torture family. Zombie yeah. redneck torture family. There you go. And it's they very go different down. From regular zombies. Very different. <laughs> Completely <laughs> different. Uh, and they go down into the elevator, which is one of the more visually striking bits of the movie. Because they go and they see all the things that could have oh yeah been there. Uh, the creepy ballerina. Mm-hmm. That's the Sugar Plum Fairy. The Sugar Plum Fairy. They see uh, a ghoul ghost thing. Werewolf. They, they see the werewolf. They, they see a pastiche on Hellraiser, they, the Hell Priest. They see Fornicus, Pinhead. Lord of Bondage and Pain. You shall address him as such. I have to say, actually, he's my favorite of all the evils because he, he and Patience from the zombie redneck torture family are really, I think, indicative at, at, and the unicorn. Fuck, I love so many of them. Um, are really all <laughs> indicative of that fact that these creatures are in and of themselves weirdly innocent. They didn't choose to kill these humans. They just are. Mm. Mm. Um, they have no animus against any of the people involved. Like, but their fucking job is to kill people or be yes, weird. That's what they do. Yeah. What they do. Uh, so a unicorn, of course, is, you know, uh, a, a symbol of, of purity and innocence. Patience Buckner, uh, has that, you know, uh, she's the young girl, zombie, Hilberry, redneck. And then we have, uh, uh, Fornicus, is that his name? Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. He's in the credits as such. <laughs> I see. So Fornicus. <laughs> Um, also just has like the, the really deep look where he's, you know, he's not attacking. He, that's not his deal. He's just watching them quietly. You know, he'll, he'll torture you when he gets to you. Yeah, exactly. Not to, but it's not about he's you. He's going to get That's his thing. Yeah. It's the pleasure and the pain. It's, it's, it's their whole deal. <laughs> uh, it's at this point they sort of realize part of what's going on. And it's like, oh, they made us choose. And I think that's when they get mad about it. <laughs> Yep. I actually really appreciated the the uh, part where Dana's smashing her hand against uh, the window and it just gets all bloody because she's all bloody. Yeah. She's well, had a, a very bad good visual. Day. She's yeah. like, oh, it's a good visual. They get down. And that was actually a yes. really tricky shot in the movie. It took them a long time to really? do that. 
Yeah, I watch some behind the scenes stuff oh, too, shit. Pippin. I got Me and Brad, we're behind. Like, we're on this. Like a lot of the people in those boxes yeah. are all like cast and crew members and, uh, really? you know, part of a day of makeup. Yeah. Huh. Well, you got to save on extras. It's true. Oh, yeah. Watching a behind the something something, uh, some of the monsters in there were meant to be a tie in with the video game that I don't remember the name of, uh, but it never actually, you know, came to fruition. <laughs> I would play that fucking video game. No, you wouldn't. I don't do video games. I would play that one. No, you wouldn't. Fuck you. <laughs> don't Listen, we've don't known rain- you a very long time. Oh, don't be raining on my lies. <laughs> uh, so they get down to the basement. Uh, the soldiers come up, try to take them out. They hunker in place in a control booth. And that's when they initiate, initiate the purge. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Which here's just yes. Here's my first issue. Or rather my only plot issue. Except it's not really. Like I understand you got to do shortcuts. That shit's fun. But uh, uh it makes no goddamn sense to purge all of the creatures into the lobby. <laughs> purge them into fucking space. Purge them into a volcano. Why the lobby? It's a big red button. You're asking how uh, who's being purged? Oh, God damn. That was a button that the old ones insisted be there. Oh, my God. What if the old ones were just like, you know, it'd be a great idea in like, what if we just change reality and make that appear? Because fuck you. That's why. Because fuck you. Because you know what? The old ones, they got their own shit going on. The idea, the, the hubris in thinking that we could figure out and, you know, like make appease, appease the old ones is just such bullshit. It, that's they sent in ringers, man. That's what that was about. So all the monsters come down into the lobby area and start a monstrous rampage because that's who they are as people, not people, <laughs> not a robot. <laughs> I'm, I'm broadening my definition of people. <laughs> and actually, there was a robot in <gasps> oh, among the monsters there? there. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, there's like a robot scorpion sort of thing. Oh, that's yep. right. Oh, that was good. I like that one. I liked all the monsters, to be honest. They were pretty cool. And there was a clown, because of course. Um, mm. There was a mermaid. Merman. It's a merman. It was a merperson. I'm not going to gender them. Merfolk. Yeah. Uh, who killed Bradley Whitford, thus getting his wish. Yep. <laughs> Don't wish shit in front of the old ones. Right? Why do we keep having to teach people this? Please just so, so learn let, it. Let's, let's compile a list here. It's don't read Latin in front of the books or from the books. Rule one. Uh, yeah. Don't wish in front of old ones. Don't do it. Avoid wishes in general, really. I mean, I you know, there's birth. There's specific times and places for wishes. Birthday wishes. Uh, wishes that you throw uh, when you put a penny into a wishing well. Wishes can bring problems such that you regret them. True. I mean, when you, when you get into the, the realm of you know, safe wishes. That's a whole different deal. However, there's also just don't do it at all. And that's where we have the old ones. The blue ones. Uh, <laughs> so... Everyone in the facility basically dies. Yes. But Dana and... Uh, Marty. God, Marty, uh, Marty. They, they all is- have to be punished. Everybody in the facility has to be yes. punished. Well, uh, put a pin on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. Uh, so they escape and get even further down through broken walls. Uh, they kill, uh, the scientist who isn't Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Uh, thus showing that one of the monsters is man. Ooh, nice. Oh, it's, it's your victims turning against you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and specifically Dana who kills him, uh, largely by accident because he showed up out of nowhere in the dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair to Dana, she can treat every single person in that facility as a hostile. Oh, that's true. Oh, true. Fuck yeah. But yeah, they end up at the, like, main sacrificial altar, and, uh, <laughs> we have the administrator come in. Uh, explain the whole deal. The importance of sacrifice. Gives me a nice view of all the sacrificial stones, which I kept looking away from every time they actually showed up before then. Why? <laughs> it was an accident! <laughs> so I didn't know what each human figure looked like until like the are very you end. serious yes okay cat, cat 
Okay. They also tended to show up after a horrific thing happened. I mean, so I very guess. often I wasn't <laughs> looking at the screen because I don't <laughs> like, like this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a fight. No, not really a fight ensues, but like Dana almost kills Marty to save the world. Well, because the logic does sound good. I mean, the needs of the many, the needs oh, of the wait. one. Yeah, surely. Yeah, like uh, a werewolf attacks Dana. <laughs> uh, the gun misfires, but then uh, the administrator is about to kill. And then who was the administrator played by? <gasps> she was played by Susan Sarandon. No, no, it's not Susan Sarandon. What, <laughs> dude? It was Ridley Sigourney. Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was pulling up the IMDb page because she wasn't on the initial thing. Wow. And a lot happened at once. Oh, she's also she's the director. She was in Aliens, man. <laughs> anyway. Another cross-genre uh, classic. She's about to kill Marty. Marty! But then, but then uh, Patience Buckner, the last remaining hillbilly redneck murder zombie... Stabs her in the back, and they plummet nope. to... Uh, axes her in the head. Axe, oh, sorry, axes Which, her in the head. Which, by the way, is, <laughs> a, is a, sim- a symbolic of the fact that uh, the administrators have been using them as well. Yeah, have been using these nightmare creatures. Uh, really, uh, uh, they are as much in their own way victims as everyone else. Because remember, zoology is a department. Zoology is a department, so they've been like breeding these things. They've been like studying them. That's a shitty ass zoo they got down there. Hi, I'm Joe, the Zombie King. Oh my god, I was about to make—I was about to make a Carol joke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, the administrator's Carol. (sighs) So anyway, everyone dies. Uh, Everyone dies. The old ones rise, and the world is ended. For yeah. us. The world for ushers humans. in a new dark age. Yeah. Well, for Hooray. humans. Yeah. But as, as Dana says, I think it's Dana. She's like, you know what? Maybe, maybe we had our shot and this is what we took with it. Like, this is what we did. Yeah. And it was fucking awful. We deserve this. There. Though I'm not sure that decision should have been made by someone who's had such a bad night as Dana. <laughs> I mean, but on the other hand, should the decision be made by, you know, these fucking engineers? True. 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 You know. It all comes... It, it, there's a lot. There's a lot, guys. Hmm. So, I have a theory. Could be bunnies. It could be bunnies. But part of my theory is that um, it wasn't just the college kids who were being set up as a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. also the scientists themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, by an even higher power, because those exist. Upstairs. Yeah, the upstairs. Uh, and, you know, the old gods are tired and bored uh with what they've been given so far because it's always the same thing it is always the same thing see this is exactly what my story idea thing was going to be (laughs) you people listen you already ruined my idea last night so fuck you too (laughs) well because here's the thing here's the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in here because uh, i'm imagining just because because like the ending like yeah the giant hand is cool and all and expensive but like, I'm just picturing like, they're just kind of waiting for the apocalypse to happen, and then like, just just the comedic like little like green light goes on, like ding. It's like, wait, what? What the hell's going on, you guys? Like, just right after uh the director dies. I don't know. Just just having that little like <laughs> anti-climax right at the end after we had this giant murder fest of the entire facility. And now it's Dana and Marty having to figure out what the hell to do next with what the hell's going on here. Hmm. Well, we don't know that that isn't what happened. There is a gigantic hand, but, you know. We didn't see a body. We don't know what the old ones are planning to do. And we didn't see bodies. That's right. The the giant hand, right, just must be lifting them up and popping them on the ground. And then giving a thumbs up and going back in. Like, oh. (laughs) Here you go. Huh. Neat. <laughs> Dana and Marty being like, I didn't see that coming. When I first watched this movie, that's the thing that, like, my, you know, creative brain was saying, like, would be like a little twist at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
because there, there's like a couple ways you can do it. You can do what they did, which was, okay, fuck it. The world ends because the movie's over. Yeah. That's an allegory for what was going on here the entire time. But we have another thing where it's like, you know, every once in a while, in order to make the genre fresh, you have to basically destroy everything and start anew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have the people who have experienced all of it, Dana and Marty, are going to have to like figure out how to rebuild the genre from that point. Or maybe totally subvert it and make something new and interesting, like urban fantasy. Yeah, magic comes back in the world. Cool. <laughs> the old, yeah. The old ones demand and solar punk. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, old ones demand hope punk yes here's the thing also and this is this actually ties in a little bit to uh the movie ready or not which is so i'm basically stealing my theory from that for this which is that you know we only have the administrator's word for what the old ones want right true so this has been going on for generations okay what what if the old ones didn't want all this shit what if they're like this has gotten really convoluted What's with these fucking ancient stones made out of styrofoam? What's <laughs> what? Nobody's asking for this. What? All we want, we wanted a nice barbecue, and that's it. Uh, you know, just some common prayers. You didn't need to go through all this. This is so over the top, and so much. It would be more difficult to undo it to like talk to you about it. Let's just scrap it and start over. We'll give better directions next time. <laughs> oh shit! Care. It's like a. It's like a Noah's Flood situation. What? Yes. You know what? Fuck this up. We're just going to start over. Was the old one speaking to Marty the whole entire time? Might yes. have been. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Remember? Marty's the one who kept having like these uh, 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 gigantic revelations. Puppets, man. Puppeteers. Mm. The old one put Marty's stash back. Hey, yeah. That'd be pretty good. Because they never confirmed that they actually missed it. They just said we must have missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> True. Old right. ones made the purge button. Old ones gave Marty his, uh, cronk back. Right. Old ones wanted a new goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I don't like having Marty suddenly rewiring the button for the purge button to help out. Kind of have, like, both him and Dana. Oh, yeah. I don't know, participate in the purge. The purge. <laughs> Although, his thing right at the end is like, I'm sorry I let a werewolf attack you. <laughs> Sorry, I almost killed you to save the world. <laughs> they probably wouldn't have actually done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But man, I, I just, I like the idea of ending on them trying to figure out what to do next. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, what really needs to happen next is they both go to the hospital. Cause that oh, adrenaline, oh, well. that adrenaline is gone. Not that there might not be any hospitals left. Well, there's that. Well, so Dana's dead. We're gonna just gonna have to accept that Dana's dead. I'll miss her. Yeah. It was sad. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, who, who else has stuff to talk about? Yeah. I think we're, we're kind of like stepping on each other here. <laughs> uh, well, my thing was just going to do, who like wanting to see like a kind of like a side story of like, of under one of the, uh, movie tropes of like, of like, uh, bringing back a survivor from the previous movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh. And the rule is, they can't survive past the third one. Oh. That's actually why I stopped watching the Scream movies. They got rid of the fool. Yeah, because he kept on surviving. Yep. Can't be having and that. And that's not how horror movies work. You know. Nope. Like, uh, or just a quick, like, uh, like, nod to, uh, to that trope, like, of, uh, if she survives, we bring her back in next year. And if she survives that one, then she has to die. You know? Hmm. Uh, or even just someone popping up and the scientist going, like, what the fuck are they doing there? Well, you know, Sigourney Weaver being the administrator suggests that that is, in fact, exactly what happened. Hmm? She was uh, she was a final girl in Aliens. Oh, yeah. And she hmm. understands why this has to happen. Also, she wears creepy gloves all the time. So who knows what happened to her hands? <laughs> also, looping back around to uh, my thing about changing the genre up, maybe one thing that happens post Cabin in the Woods uh, event scenario, whatever is we get instead of you know individuals being punished for their hubris it's groups or societal things getting punished instead thus we get things like the works of jordan peele Ooh, <laughs> nice where racism was the monster all along and humans fuck them yeah, yeah. Like, how do you put racism in the elevator 
Just Bradley Whitford. Uh, <laughs> who I'm sure is a very nice person, not actually. He just looks like the sort of anyway. Wow. <laughs> there was no. Uh, with that white hair. <laughs> there, there was no, no way you could have saved that pip. Listen, no, if it's racism personified, it's probably actually Rob Lowe. Um, wow. Oh. Throwing shade at all sorts of West Wing actors. <laughs> Woo! Listen, Bradley Whitford seemed to have actually paid attention to the show. Not sure what Rob Lowe was doing. Yeah, I like- have been ignoring Rob Lowe for some time now. Fair. Okay, wait, wait. So, I've already mentioned the, the, the thing that... I had two things. I've mentioned the the purge button. You guys very excellently saved that for me. Uh, my other thing, of course, as you know, but the listening audience may not know, is the fact that their ancient ritual fucking stones look like they've been carved by some fucking intern using styrofoam. And I just don't know why they did not put in even a buck 25 in terms of uh, CGI to make that look better. Listen, the Uh intern's name was Ronald and he was trying his best. I'm just saying, if this is the kind of shitty work that they are putting in to appease the old ones, maybe it's no wonder that the old ones are not fucking appeased. Notice how they weren't. Damn it. I just don't like it, Pippin. Don't like it. <laughs> so those are my things. Does does anybody have like one or two things that they are uh uh well, the nitpicky? I think Pip you had something. Right? You had a brilliant idea, Pippin? I had a brilliant idea. <laughs> that isn't the nitpicky things that Kat wants me to do because again, I don't care enough about horror to nitpick it. Wow. <laughs> like it's a great genre. I appreciate what it does. It's not my thing. But earlier on in the movie it mentions how part of what has to happen is if they don't transgress, they can't be punished. Mm-hmm. So what if they don't transgress? What what exactly did they transgress? Like just ignoring the harbinger? Oh, uh, no. not, not just ignoring the harbinger. They went into the cellar and messed around. That was what kicked it off. And then they were manipulated into further. Uh, there's other people's property. Uh, there's uh, uh, sexy times outside of marriage. Yeah. Also, just inappropriate sexuality, because youth. Youth. Uh, though not- Well drugged. <laughs> that- Yeah. Though, well, in the grand scheme of things, not that inappropriate. I mean, it was more, like, socially embarrassing. Like, mm, that sexy dancing and, and making Marty uncomfortable, that wasn't necessary. Oh, but she was drugged. And, to the best of our knowledge, the only person that Jules has slept with, uh, in that group is Kurt. Or possibly at all. So calling her a whore, one, slut shamey, two, not as accurate as I think they wanted it to be. Also, in terms of like, you know, like she was in a committed, you know, relationship with her boyfriend, as opposed to Dana, who had been mm-hmm. uh, uh, unfairly seduced, I should say, by a professor and somehow was blaming herself for, I don't know, like there was... I mean, when you're mm-hmm. abused, you blame yourself for things. I know. Um, I'm just saying, like, in terms of who's, like, got the, the risque sexuality going on. Eh, true. You know? But she's just going to, was considering messing around with Holden, uh, who had a husband's bulge, uh, <laughs> which is a hilarious euphemism, no matter who you are. But, so what if, what if they don't transgress? They never transgress. No matter how hard uh, the scientists try, they just keep not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. Why did they mostly go into the basement? It's fucking creepy. It's a creepy they just, basement. They just closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. Let's let's put a chair over it. That's right up there with the weird wind. Oh, hey, you know what though? That did happen because there was the mirror, mm. the two way, uh, the one way mirror. Yeah, and uh, they refused to uh, uh, participate in that. Yeah, refused to be creepy about it. Um, what if they just play Dungeons and Dragons all weekend and then go home? <laughs> right? Or they just get to, or they get to the cabin, see like, wow, this thing is actually kind of derelict, and it ha- they, and they stay see, in the RV. Uh, yeah. Or they go back and like, actually, let's just turn around and like, and like, <laughs> like uh, well, oh shit, there's a cave in you guys. Uh, like, let's yeah. just uh, park right here. Or, like this, let's like park over here so that like. When the road crews, you know, come on by uh, to help us. Yeah. Uh, so, but if all that's happening, there still needs to be the ritualistic sacrifice. And this ties into Bren's thing about uh, the scientists being the sacrifice. 
Uh, cause they all start turning on each other. <gasps> I love it. And you, I like it. You know, the true horror is man. The chem lab man. <laughs> they fucked us over. <laughs> the true horror was the friends we made along the way. The true horror is bureaucracy. Uh, along the way was a true horror all along. <laughs> <laughs> and so we can still have the creepy monsters, but instead of going up, they go down. Um, and maybe they get released into the real world because bureaucracy still fucks up. And so then they Whoops. go out into the world without, uh, any, oh, and, and that's how it ends. Them going out into the world, monsters without any, um, uh, oversight. limitations, oversight oh. limitations. Oh, I love that though, because I, I, you can get like this really nice end shot of Patience Buckner doing what she did in the movie when she comes out of the elevator, sort of looking up and around. Yeah. Because again, this is a new space, but she could be doing that outside and seeing the star. Oh my god, seeing the stars! These, yeah, these creatures have been living in captivity. They are dangerous, but you have to respect them, and they are not pets. Carol. Hey guys, I've made a, uh, monster rescue. <laughs> um. Lonely Monster Rescue Society. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that'd be. An interesting way to do this. I all like right. that. Okay, I think uh, that's all of us. I think Did so. Did we all say something about it? Yeah. I think cool. we said multiple right. things and kind of went over Did each other a little say, bit. Uh, change anything or did you just complain about? Um, I just complained bitterly. That was mine. I don't actually want to change much. Uh, I like the, what you guys, I, I understood the purge button, like what it was doing for the story. I was just a little like, why? You guys fixed that. And styrofoam. I still hate it and I'm never getting over it. Ever. How about this? How about this? Like a throwaway line. We had to make the, the stone tablet out of star from home this year. What happened to the, the stone mason we heard? He got sick. <laughs> <laughs> I would take, I would take a lampshading. I would take a lampshade line. Uh, I would be happy with it. But, uh, yeah. But otherwise, you know, I, I just really like learning from this. I, I'm, this is one of those movies I'm happy to just watch over and over again. We, I, we have to replace them every year or like, eh, and like, and you. And we're it's right. cheaper to do that than to scrub them with a power washer. <laughs> well, you Gross. can't risk cross contamination. Yeah, so true. That's and a good like, point. Or they, or they get sent to the old ones. Well, yeah, maybe the old ones take the stones. That's a good point. Old ones are tired of fucking. Yeah, go on. Sorry, <laughs> their storage room is full up of these things, and they do not want them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I was reading online how there are some people who deeply dislike. The cabin in the woods. Really? Because, because they feel like it's making fun of horror. It is. But not in a, but not in a we like this kind of way. Oh. Uh, like it's disparaging horror as a genre and it doesn't actually know what it's talking about. And I read those, I'm like, some people need to calm down. <laughs> They're the, you guys who get uh, angry at uh, Vanessa Elvis and your, her, her, uh, Oscar song. Hmm. The, the, there's those kind of people mm. from SNL. Yeah, the, you, you you know the white male rage, white male rage, white male rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Hmm. Like the, they're they're the same fi- kind of folks who do who get mad at that. Yeah, and really, if you're getting really mad, like genuinely mad at a movie, stop it. Just Calm just disconnect. <laughs> it's not worth. Just it. make fun of Joker like the rest of us. Right? Uh, Also, I like to think that because I've watched The Cabin in the Woods, I never need to watch another horror movie ever again. Because I've really watched all of them at once. Well, that's old school horror. Now you can do new new horror. You new horror, Pip. Yeah. Midsummer. Midsummer. Us. (gasps) Ready or not. Fuck off. I keep on meaning to watch Ready or Not. It's so fucking good. We'll watch it. No. (laughs) No. By we, that does not include me. Everybody but Pippin, the best kind of party. <gasps> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, and also, fuck the horse you rode in on. First of all, Roach doesn't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I don't do horror. horror. <laughs> yeah, you wa- uh, and the fact that we keep doing this. Uh, also, you watched Aliens, Pip. Also, you watched Supernatural. Okay. All right, all right. No, one Alien. Aliens <laughs> is a different movie. Also, 
Aliens is an action movie. Yes, in the sequel to Alien, uh, which my brain does not read as horror. My brain reads it as science fiction. And in terms of Supernatural, uh, I started watching it uh, in broad daylight with people around. And then I could inoculate myself because the rules of horror in television mm. is different than the rules of horror in movies. In television, people survive. That's true. That's true, because you can't really have a show if they die. Except for the women in Supernatural. Well, mm. yes. Oh! Non women are flammable. Supernatural taught me this. <laughs> but also in TV shows, you can learn their specific horror cues. Oh, yeah, that's true. So you can know when something's up. Uh, and that's why when I was watching Supernatural, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but the episode that scared me the most... Uh, after being, you know, inoculated and fine, was a, somewhere in like season four or five or something, where the monster wasn't supernatural. Oh. And oh. I got freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Because that went against the rules that I had established for the show. So X-Files is a big no for you. Probably. Hey, what's your, what's your thought on cannibalism? Hilarious. <laughs> Oh, in which case, have I got a film for you? <laughs> Unless it's in a horror movie. Damn it! <laughs> it's historical. Cannibalism jokes, far funnier than I should Tasty. probably find. Damn it! Funnier than I probably should find them. But, you know, as, as a Catholic, what, what's a little cannibalism between... Uh, gods. <laughs> gods. Um, okay, when- uh, let's... Uh- Let's let's move on here. We're, we're we're rambling. Good. I was going to make a really inappropriate joke, and I probably shouldn't today. On Easter. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh. All right. So we, do we got a do we got a game? Uh, we do have a game. Ooh. I decided because wow. um arbitrary why notness because you're the editor. Uh, we're gonna do. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> to hurt me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Pep. Uh, we're gonna do genre shift. Where we're going to take the Cabin in the Woods genre and shift it over to some other genre. But it's already a genre shift. Yeah, but so so I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off here just to kind of get your okay. thoughts going here. What if you did something that was atri- akin to, shit, I just realized this is just going to be the last action here, but action movie <laughs> uh, Cabin in the Woods where you just, fuck, it is just, yeah. it's last action yeah, here. So then, so, so you shift Cabin in the Woods over to action. It becomes last action hero where you just kind of recognize the tropes for what they are and steer into it fully, man. Isn't just it like Tucker and Dale versus evil though? That was, that's, that's more horror. And I was also talking about Pip that, about that movie last night as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I said I hadn't watched it because it was probably still too scary for Alan me. Alan Tudyk. It, it's so it's, <laughs> it really it really isn't that's a uh, scary okay here's the thing there's reasonable scary and too scary for me <laughs> uh all right so if you were to make this an action you would get last action hero pretty much because then you'd just have like <laughs> you'd have like maybe like the everyman whatever blank slate character be transported to the action world somehow mm-hmm. you know cross through a tunnel or maybe we're doing like a truman show-esque uh, encounter where we just bring in like some sort of normie into action city and we're filming the results it's a it's a reality tv show or something where all action movie tropes are true and we have this one person who's maybe acting as the audience surrogate i don't know is having to basically comment on what the hell's going on here. I like, would watch that, to be honest. Like, if they if they did a Truman Show horror movie, <laughs> where all the horror <laughs> oh, troops, man. like, where, like, they're setting up a horror movie, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, well, I'm gonna go for, gonna, just gonna hop right in. Yep, yep. Also, Pep, I'm, I'm sorry, I love you, but uh, I'm going to snatch this from you. <gasps> Rom-com. Damn God it! damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch! Two for what? fucking one! God damn! <sighs> Fuck you! Well, you go, because I was having a thought about it when you snatched it from me. Well, you'll probably uh, be able to elaborate, but 
imagine all the all the setup for a rom com um, that like that you into that like little world that they're in and like <laughs> like uh part of the setup that we just called what's her name's boss and told order to uh to either send her to who who uh to like the uh, to uh, a European country that we set up uh, or she is fired or to do a story. Is she qualified to do the story? No. Are you doing a Christmas Prince horror? No, Alex. <laughs> no, I'm doing the, I'm doing the genre thing, where the her setting up for her things like the uh, Christmas Prince. <laughs> yeah, the background. Yeah, that's what the I scientist meant. Scientist in the background. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not. Uh, it's not horror, but it is scientists in the basement doing the fucking Christmas Prince. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like or the old ones get mad. <laughs> like, do you know how much work, Cat? Do you know how much work it is to set up an entire autonomous nation that is only a five square miles? That's why the sequel's all about all about the economy because it was fucked. <laughs> Here's the thing about this premise as a, a rom com. Isn't this what The Bachelor is? Ooh. <laughs> no. And oh, other related uh, reality shows? Love is Blind, Love is blind yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but, shit. Yeah, but, like, there you have, like, 20 people. Oh, like, where, uh, there, like, here, it's like, like, and now overturn the boat. <laughs> and also, there's only one bed. <gasps> oh, my God, there were roommates. And, and you know what they both have? You know what they both have? Cabins. One's a, <laughs> one's a different kind. They're both fuck cabins, but one's a different kind of fuck cabin. Wait, what's that? But, that that great English joke where the, you know there's a qualitative difference between um, a house in the country and a cabin in the woods. <laughs> a, 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 there's a linguisting of a, uh, a yeah cottage in the forest cottage as opposed to forest. a cabin in the woods. <laughs> a cottage in the forest. Technically, they're the same fucking thing, but we all know in one of them you're getting fucked, and in the other one you're getting fucked in a different way. Uh, also, the difference between uh, a butt dial and a booty call. <laughs> Words are technically the same. Yeah. Technically the same. Yeah, so, so Peppa, what were you going to do with uh, <laughs> the rom com? Well, mostly I got distracted thinking through the whole reality show thing. Um, because are we not still the old gods uh, displeased with how uh, it's been going? And now I'm wondering why there hasn't been a rom-com set in a reality show. <laughs> uh, huh. Good question. Right? Ride a pup. Too real. Too real. Well, it's, listen. Too unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that, I want to say the Vietnamese version of um, The Bachelor, where two of the, <gasps> uh, the women. bachelorettes, yeah, went off together. They fell they in like, love. Yeah. <laughs> They got together at the end. It was um, so good. Or rom com, or uh, the guy falls for, or like the the first girl who gets like uh, booted up uh, because it's always it's a choice by the producers. <laughs> yeah, but that's I I I don't know a lot about um, the Bachelor and stuff like that, but I think that's actually happened in terms of a plot twist. I don't know if it's real, real, but in terms of a plot twist, I believe it's actually happened. Yeah. But anyway, here's the thing: since Alex Crudy stole rom com from me. I apologize. Um, just from me. Not not from Kat. Uh, wow. Okay. All right. uh, <laughs> fucking wow. Uh, instead, uh, I can make it a musical. No. And, s- <laughs> and, and suddenly yes. I end up with a Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yes, you do. Because <laughs> there's a creepy guy in the basement manipulating everyone upstairs and people die. <laughs> That's true. Mm. That's true. Uh, and I refuse to elaborate any further. <laughs> Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay, I got one. I got one. Um, right. Mine is, uh, I want to make this a historical. Uh, I want to know what they were doing before shit got real. You know, with like, uh, you know, it doesn't have to go as far as steampunk, but we're talking age of electricity. Just imagine the kind of uh, uh, changes that went on. Oh, man, the first time they figured out they could use that bit of electricity to make someone drop a weapon. That seems Game very changer. old school. Because you know what that is? That's... Uh, Oh god, not mesmerism. Um but around the same time period when they realized there was that one electrical engineer who could use a bit of electricity and make a gorilla's arm twitch. And it's like, "Oh, life, you see, electricity is important." 
And that was like a traveling show. So that has a very old school feel to it. Like, you know, a nod to the, uh, to the old timers. So I really, I'd like to have a, you know, uh, Victorian slash Edwardian, same story, just figuring out the science and maybe having the science fuck up. And like, that's the story. But thank God in the end, we did it, guys. We killed everybody. <laughs> Whew. Right. <laughs> it was a close one. It was one. a close one this time. <laughs> But we murdered oh, people. And actually, it's it's the electricity newfangled inventions that save the day. Yes. Because the like, old gods are appeased by something new. That's true. Yep. Oh, yeah, they are. But, you know, that was a big question. Would the old, like, should we be doing this? Old gods aren't going to be pleased by this. And then, you know, the old gods are just like, you know what this is? This is fun. This is fun, guys. Good got- job. You know, the old gods should have just been taken to a fun theme park. Yeah. And... Ride a few roller coasters. Get your throws that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they could have had a fried turkey leg. It would have been great. That's so good. See? Yeah. All they care about is having a little attention and being worshipped. They didn't have to have, like, all this over-the-top nonsense where people really were not respecting them anyway. Who's Gambling? a good old god? You're the good old god. <laughs> Gambling on the outcomes, not caring that they had to do a good job. Ignoring the traditions. Tradition. And really, at the end of the day, isn't that the most important lesson of the day? Treat your old gods well, people. (laughs) (laughs) Just give them some respect. What are you doing, partying? You think you've done everything you need to do? Ugh. That's the spirit of Murder Day. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm done. No. How are you? Sorry. I was just trying to come up with the uh, murder day equivalent of boxing day. <laughs> Flaying day. Um. But anyway, that was Cabin in the Woods. Yes, it was. <laughs> so my point is, fuck horror. <laughs> and I think that is all we need to say about that. That's the lesson that we've learned today. And Please as don't always, tweet me about it. <laughs> You will not be accepting tweets at this time. I will not. As always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoryissacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostoryissacred, or send an email through contact at nostoryissacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoryissacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoryissacred. See you next time when we talk about the 1995 classic film, Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Mortal Kombat! Until then, we're No Story is Sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. And I'm Alex. And we're No No Story Story is Sacred. Sacred.